Hey, it's another episode of the InstaLock NYXL podcast. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wilson. Sean, you were, I'm not going to say what your nickname used to be. What's up, man? What was my used to, what? You were the doctor. Hi, Hi guys. Oh, okay. I was like, I was expecting way worse or something off the walls. No, yeah, okay. no, we're, we're good. Uh, today, we are bringing on our good friend, Angel Moons Gonzalez, to talk about the start of the Overwatch League and the fall of uh, Lunatic High slash Soul Dynasty. And uh, and also the Overwatch League in general, but right now let's we kind of talked about the games last week, but we're re- recording where only the Valiant have been played against NYXL, and we did our scheduled loss. Uh, this game was particularly interesting because we didn't try like at all, uh, so much so that Monte Monte Monty at at halftime pit, tweeted out a picture of just a bunch of sandbags and like said live look at the NYXL roster. Uh, you got to watch the game a little more closely than me. I was at a conference. I, I watched a little bit of the VOD. What what was your mind going to when Jonak switched to Sombra and we were like, uh, are we playing for real? I From the first, the get-go, we weren't playing for real. I mean, we, we said this last podcast, or at least I said this, we'll take that out because we're not going to show anything. We're not showing or, or, anything. Who cares? Or we're trying new or, things that might work or might not. Right, and it didn't. I mean, I don't know in what world you take Jonak off of Zen, Zenyatta. Ever. But, yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, it, uh, we still took them to five games, which I was we, shocked We by. literally started trying, and just me personally, it felt like in the last 30 seconds. Like, when- oh, every match. I, every map, I'm like, okay, here's an L. This is going to be an L4. Cares. Uh, it's inconsequential. Well, um, especially on when we played Sombra on uh, Lunar Colony, when we were on defense, we were about 30 seconds away from winning that map. And the, we, we were playing out of our minds. We're really good at holding that first point. We do a great job there. Oh, and on, on Blizzard Wild, Blizzard uh, we pushed in overtime like the entire third point. Yes, that's true. We, we were just It was like overtime. It's like, all right, yeah, we can do this now. We just turned it on. We're like, yeah, we're good. We turned it on like yeah. three times in a row. We wiped the Valiant. I think we got team kills twice or something. Like, oh, no ultimates. Just, just did it. Just for like, yeah, we did it. So I, I, you know, I talked later we, during the interview, which we already recorded, how I think we might have thrown this on purpose, um, and maybe that's true, maybe it isn't, but we'll find out. We can get into that now, just a little deeper, because you just sort of say it. I oh. want to know your reasons. So I'm looking at the, the schedule and teams that maybe Wizard doesn't want to play against, right? So we had a lot of practice against Valiant because they were our scrim team for last stage. So we know that we could beat the shit out of Valiant pretty easily. We're not really worried about it. I don't think we were we were showing anything against them on purpose. And if we look at the other teams, if we gave Valiant that win, they pretty much lock up the bye. Now that means now we don't know if Valiant's gonna win in their finals game to go to the finals, but they right now have locked up the bye, so they're only gonna have to win one game. So we increase there's, the there's chances. No, what do you like, mean the bye? There's a bye in the playoffs. For, oh, for the for the grand play. I'm thinking stage. Oh, I don't care about stage. We're gonna we yeah, okay. I, I, I I think we don't care at all about stage at this point i think we're gonna make we know we're making the stage playoffs we don't care if we get chosen or not no one's gonna choose us anyway it's not like it's not like the best team is gonna be like we want to play nyxl first yeah but you said this last stage i'd rather have the choice and be like yeah we're gonna play the gladiators i don't think again i think we prefer it's more valuable to us as a team to hold strategies not try and stay relaxed than it is to win the stage and we're still gonna win the stage probably i but, I totally agree. I just don't think it's as, as invaluable as you're saying. Fine, but the, I think the whole point is why one of the reasons we let Valiant win, not let, they Valiant, Valiant did win, 
Like they they earned quote unquote earned the win. But yeah, they they beat us at yeah. our at our C game or B game, maybe B. B game, B game, B game. Maybe B game. And I I still think we there we maybe had an inkling of thought that we were going to be like, okay, we're going to let them win and this 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 gives us the chance to play them in the finals. The grand finals in at Barclays in Brooklyn. And we know we scrimmed against this team a lot. We're not scared of any of their players in particular. Because I know for a fact, these players are, like, you know, they, they've come out and said, I'm scared of Carpe. Like, that's a player. And they hang out with Carpe all the time. Like, they're legitimately friends with him. And uh, they know how good he is. They're scared of him. They are. They're not scared, but they respect him. No, yeah, they you don't, don't, want, they don't, they you don't, don't want to go against a team with a, a player that can take over the game. And Valiant do not have that player. They do not. And the fact that we, we maybe didn't let them win but we played a little less than we usually would almost secures their spot or gives them a higher percentage chance in the finals where we probably want to play them. I, I, I can see that. That's what I think that happened or not. I don't know. Um, this is all, this blatant, is all hearsay. That's well, I all. mean, there were some very blatant, uh, throwing, uh, individual plays, uh, well, by, there was three my boy Pine and Pine, like, he did the the flank on Travolta where he went behind, not once but twice. And I mean, if he's he's a little close there, and Pine's known to hit those shots, right? If Pine hits that shot, it's over. We won. That's on. It's over. Uh, he That's mi- right. He missed the shots twice, and that was it. And and we kind of like fell apart teamwork wise. And there was a couple other moves by Pine where I was like, wow, he's playing really aggressive, like in a way that he normally like, he plays aggressive normally, but more so this time. Um. And that was a, that was sort of a throw. I mean, the somber move was sort of a throw. We kind of, you could kind of see that we were trying to get CBO. We warmed up on Widowmaker as more than we would. He played Tracer for like not at all the entire game. Um, and we've been running Hanzo with Scatter Arrow. So I, well, the Hanzo with Scatter Arrow, I think, is Libero's good at that. He's good at I, it. I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Uh, but you know, the, the next patch we play on, that's not going to be the case. Oh yeah, he's going to rip people. Yeah, he's going to rip people apart. It's going to be a problem. Uh, so I, I think that that was an interesting game for us. We do I, we don't like going ten and zero. We do lose once per stage, so that's we've officially done once per stage. Uh, and we have the upcoming schedule this week of some pretty interesting games. Uh, we have the Gladiators on on Thursday at nine p.m. Eastern, and that's an the reason that interesting game is is uh, the Gladiators really need this. Like they're on the fringe of the playoffs. Philly's right on their tail. They have the same record and the same map differential right now. So there, that that game matters to the Gladiators a lot. I'm not. So sure if we that. if we let the Gladiators win here, are is our strat to let teams in that we want in? So that was kind of my point that I was going to get to. Well, you said with the Gladiators, but like with Valiant, but if we don't want to see Carpe, that's, we let the Gladiators win. That's what I was thinking. So and I I'll, the other match just to get just to touch on it real quick. I believe it's San Francisco on Saturday, uh, which is at 6 p.m. But we. Like, I, I have the theory. Now, maybe this is true. Maybe it's not. It's all hearsay. I'm making this all up. Just a strategy, I would say. Uh, but maybe they, we let the Valiant win to get the, better their chances in the finals. And this is all really cocky of me to say. Because we're rooting for a team that thinks they can win on demand. And they probably can. Well, they can. They've uh, right. shown this for the past four stages. Correct. Uh, three stages. They lost to London. So, that's fair. Um, that's, that's, I'm talking overall, like, matches, not just the grand finals. Right. And then... If we let the Gladiators win, Philly plays this week. They play the Shock, which is not a pushover, and then they play. Nope. Then they play a hungry Dynasty team, which is really looking to win. 
And if we want to keep Philly out, and I'm not saying that we couldn't beat Philly. I think I very much think we could beat Philly, but I think there's particular teams we'd rather play against. I think there's a chance you see the NYXL have their first two-game losing streak here. No, I, I think that makes sense. Then the question I have is, is it finable to throw? Right? Like, how much can we give them? Because ideally, if we're really doing this, we get 4-0'd. And we're like, here, have your map differential that we don't need. Uh, I I think there's, there's a real... Like, like, I'm assuming you can get fined for it, doing that sort of move. Yes, because especially because there is been this sort of culture around if you're throwing or if you're sandbagging, we're, we really don't like you. Right. Uh, uh, and that that's that's particularly like it. So, I mean, th- there was the Korean culture of, like, you should always try and win and play your best. But I have a feeling, like, we're not going to do that against the Gladiators. I think we're going to try some really wonky stuff. And if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. But this might be the time. And don't freak out, everyone, if we lose. Yeah. I-, I think... There's a way- Look out for the throw, everyone. I'll yeah. be watching particularly uh, Saviolbi and Pine and and we're gonna and Libro and and just the team to see if they make any moves that are interesting, more questionable than usual. Yeah, yeah, just you know they their positioning suddenly flawed, or you know they the team gets split easily, or they don't dive simultaneously. Right, just interesting well, just, is all I'm asking. Yeah, little little things that may you know they seem off. Because I, I would say, and again, Carpe is one of the players. Just like, I, I do think we could beat Philly, but if Carpe gets hot, there's a chance he could just, you know, go nuts and beat us. And I wouldn't want yeah, that to happen. Yeah, there is a chance that a Widowmaker can win a game. Right. Fis- Absolutely. Fisher has a harder time, despite him being a Winston main. Uh, I mean, actually, not despite him, because he's a Winston main. It's a right. little harder he- time to, to control the game. Yeah. that's that. And when, when you peel for a win, you can't peel a Widowmaker. You can peel a Winston. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. I, I think where there's a chance we end up uh, losing that one. And, and just, I love this. Just be, just be ready. That's all I'll say. Uh, if, if you're freaking out like, oh, my God, are we, are, did we peak at the wrong time? No. We know exactly what we're doing. Uh, so that, that's we're my, still playing Minecraft and, and relaxing. Staging, our, staging our finals. Watch for the... Uh, I think... We still go to stage finals. I think we still want that 100k. Oh, we I still watch us turn it on the last week. Because yeah, yeah, this like, is this is week. So who, uh, I'm looking right now. So yeah, who's, I, the, who's the rest of our matchups? Because I'm interested to see what the record would be if we threw against teams that you know would, would be worthwhile in letting into the playoffs. Right. So the Gladiators uh, are this yeah. week, as I said. Shock on Saturday night. They doesn't matter about them. They're, they might play no. the stage playoffs, but. Because uh, they're they're kind of in the the rank for that, and then next yeah, we'll week, take that W. Next week, I have a feeling is when we turn it on. By the way, I think this is when we try and get hot again. Okay, who's um, next week? Next week is on Thursday. We play Boston, who is a shit show right now. Yeah. Um, and we play them at eleven. But they're PM, still so in the running for the playoffs, aren't they? They are. Are not, they still in the running for the? Oh, for the actual for, playoffs, yes. For the actual playoffs, yes, yes. That's correct. Um, okay. And I would say, yeah, maybe we could throw to Boston. That would be interesting. Uh, and and I, again, I don't want to say that we're throwing because maybe we're not, but I'm not against it because we're. Just I'm so- wondering who we could strategically lose to, still make the stage playoffs. I mean, so Houston is next Friday. Houston's not making the playoffs. They have to. No. They have to really do a lot there. So Houston's not making the playoffs. So we're gonna beat the shit out of Houston. We could strategically lose to Boston, and cool. and the Gladiators, because that would keep them in. And is that the rest? How many matches are left? I don't even know what. What four, is there? There, right there are now. four matches left. Okay. Total. 
So, so Gladiators, Shock, Boston. Who's the last? Uh, right now, the qual- other qualified teams are London, Boston, Seoul, and Gladiators. And uh, London's at 23 wins, Boston at 22. Seoul and Gladiators at tied at 21. But remember, yeah, we don't, this I don't stage, know if I want to see Seoul either. Remember this stage, Boston is 0-6. Yeah. But Seoul is 2-4. and 4. So, I mean, it's not like... You really, you really don't want to play against the. Uh, you could play against any of these teams. I think Philly's the one team you want to try and keep out, but they might sneak in in Boston's spot. Is what I'm saying. Boston might, be. Boston might fall out, and Philly might sneak in. It's an interesting, uh, interesting theory. We'll see how the the W's and L's line up. Yeah, forward. or we just come out and crush. They're, like I, again, this theory could all be hearsay and bullshit by Wednesday. That's not even hearsay. This is just some a Ryan Mead concoction this is, idea. This is a concoction idea. Um. And, and that's it. That's all uh, news-wise. You know, there's not a lot going on. We did throw on purpose, I feel like. And we'll just get to our interview and go from there. How, how's that sound? Yeah, that, that sounds like a plan. We'll see you guys next week. We, we won't mess up our scheduling. Because we'll, we'll, uh, we'll still... we're, we're both not tra- traveling this weekend. Yeah, we'll still be here. So that's good. Um, yeah. Transition. Hey, we're back with our only guest of the day. I have our good friend and co-worker, Angel. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, you, uh, you did competitive gaming for a while. Uh, yeah, I you, did. I did you, at one point. I, this is I, why we brought you on. It was like, I asked a bunch of people to come on. No one responded. And then I was like, I know a competitive gamer. Yes, you know a competitive fighting game player. I know a few of those. One's like my best friend, like L.I. Joe. Yes, but you know a competitive fighting game player that's willing. To oh, that's true. That's willing to hang out. Because nobody that's else crazy. is willing to do so. The shots fired are <laughs> insane right now. No, it's okay. But you, Angel, I brought you on for a couple of different reasons. Mostly because you were available. But on top of that, uh, you used to watch a lot, a lot of Overwatch before the Overwatch League came out. So you kind of have a history with all these different players. Um, right now in the NYXL world, there's not a lot going on. Like we sandbagged this week and we threw a game. Pine did a flank, which he, he did not once, but twice and through. And then they tried a little bit on the fifth map and lost. Uh, and Sabiobi switched to Tracer with like 30 seconds left. I mean, we also had Jonak on Sombra because because why? why? Not? Yeah, why not? Why Cause, not? Yeah, because we're the best end of the league. Let's play Sombra. Um, but I, I kind of want to bring you on to talk a little bit about the downfall of some of the other teams. Uh, just get a, like a, a kind of history of that. Like Soul Dynasty, those guys were at one point like regarded as the end all be all. Like Miro, Ryoji Hong, Fleta, and now. Not so much. Like you, you watched them back when they were like the guys. Like what? You know, you pay yeah, attention a little so, bit. So tell me, like, what your thoughts are on that? Yeah. So I used to, I, I used to go to bed watching competitive Overwatch. So th- there was like a couple tournament series they used to stream, and one of the main ones was Apex. Apex had a team, otherwise known as Lunatic High, and they were absolutely dominant. And that was the team that was composed of Miro, Jay Hong. Uh, they had some other players you don't see anymore. Um, there, was a, there was a Genji player named Who Are You. They were very good dive. But whatever the case may be, that original composition is what uh, went on to become Soul Dynasty. So when, compet- uh, when Overwatch League was starting, I expected Soul Dynasty to be not just one of the best teams in the league, but to be the best team dominantly. And, and I don't think you're the only one to think that, by the way. No, I think everybody thought that. And for some reason, it's fallen apart. Now, I don't, I haven't been, uh, I'm here to offer insight as to how good they were. They were, it, it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win every tournament that they played. It was sort of like how the NYXL looks now, but in mid to late 2016 uh, for about a year. And that's since changed. And honestly, it's mind boggling. I, I, it's 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 truly something to see like 
especially like Miro and Jahan, they were unbelievable. Like there was a tournament were, where I'm pretty sure Miro won by himself. They were, yeah, they they would do things that were absolutely incredible. And honestly, you just don't see it anymore. You don't see you know highly shared Twitch clips of, of Jahan doing something wild. I know uh, Anna's not. Uh, Maybe never. we can get to that. <laughs> never. But even like so, Winston, for example, is still super meta. He's Winston, better than he's he, ever yeah, been. He's, be- he's better than he's ever been, and you just Miro is nowhere to be found. And so do you think it's something- a do you think it's a comp thing, or do you think it's like the comps have changed over the years, or people have just caught up? I don't want to say it's a meta thing, like a, a composition. I actually just think it's the the way these players have been sort of thrust into the limelight. Um, the grind. Apex. Yeah, it could be the grind. It could be the fact that this stuff became a career for everybody, and now the competitions because. It's it's not so much just um, Soul Dynasty has gotten worse. A lot of the other teams have gotten better. A lot of the European teams, or I mean, I guess all these teams, you know, whatever they 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 play for American cities. But a lot of the European players have gotten a lot better. So I don't know if it's just the competition wasn't there and players weren't grinding as hard for the you know for the one hundred thousand dollar paycheck. It, it's absolutely baffling, and nobody seems to, uh, at least you know, looking at it from a surface level, nobody seems to care. That these once godlike Overwatch stars are completely gone. Yeah, if you go to competitive Overwatch Reddit, you're not going to see. I I can't remember the last time I turned on competitive Overwatch Reddit. It was like watch this flood of 4K. Uh, yeah, no, it never happens. Nobody talks about the Fleta. Nobody talks about J. Like it's it's mind blowing. And I and I don't know really know if 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 the players have commented on it. I don't know if they're going to be done soon. Or it's bizarre. I mean, some of the some of the holdovers from Apex like Sabiobi used to play, and he was good, but he was. For, he he wasn't the best tracer. It was always like effect was was the best tracer for a long time, but well, th- that's what? no longer the case. Yeah, it's definitely no longer the case. No, it's a good not. example would be effect and the Dallas Fuel Squad. They oh, were yeah, they were also just another stomp team. They were expected to be out, really good. Yes, outside of South Korea, um, the original Rogue Squad and the original Envious Squad were were supposed to be amazing, and and those players, a lot of them, you don't see them anymore. You don't see AKM. Um, I know Dallas Fuel started winning again. Time has been putting up some numbers, which is which is cool to see because when I used to watch, I was big fans of these teams, and none of the players I used to be a fan of are good anymore. No, so I've totally jumped ship. I'm all about Pine, and that's it. So yeah, the well, thing with the thing with Timu though is he was good. They were saying you know he was good because they used to play you know triple tank these slow comps where he wasn't pressured, but he also played in Apex when dive was still the thing, and he was still putting up numbers. So. There's something else going on, and besides just I don't know time or people improving. They it could be maybe players are getting in their own heads. They're playing too much, or I don't know. There's there's something weird at play. Maybe there's not fire under teams' asses when they're losing a lot. Like you're out of it in the season, so who cares? I yeah, I, I, I'm I'm personally I'm betting just on the transition to you know a full blown career and the grind. I, I think players. I don't want to say they're tired. As a matter of fact, I imagine they're more hungry than ever. I just think everybody else getting more competitive has, uh, you know, and, and, and also you got to imagine the amount of stress that, that it puts on these players. Like, if you're not good for too long, you're done. You're actually yeah. done. Like, London, yeah, I mean, London sent, home, sent home three people, and they were like, enjoy finding teams in Korea. And, and that's it. I honestly think that if you, um, I wouldn't call it, like, being demoted, but if, if you get dropped from a team, like, you're, you, you're probably done playing Overwatch, to be honest. Like it's probably over for you. You got that stench on you. People are gonna <laughs> want to take Beyond shots. That, there's take there's shots like eight million them. people that are ready to take your spot. Like just in the wings, ready to go. They're like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll play twelve hours a day again. That's fine. 
Yeah, because I, I, I'm doing it at home anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll take a salary. <laughs> so, so, and- I also... I, I, I just wanted to say that I also think um, blending a lot of the teams because what used to happen is that people would play with uh, teammates within their own region. And then once the competition started to develop, and, and this was happening before Overwatch League, once, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say franchise teams, but teams like Envious, these esports teams, once they started adding uh, Korean players to their squads, it probably does do stuff with the communication that's hard to overcome. And to compete at basically any level on the Overwatch League, you have to have at least a single Korean player on your squad. So I think it might have been the you know the the mashup between teams that that sort of uh, screwed up the composition the composition between certain players that used to play in Apex and other tournaments. It could also be the play style, right? The Koreans are love to play the super fast, super light style, whereas European teams tend to be more poke heavy you know like stand your ground and and form up sort of thing but even coming uh, like like back then rogue which was uh unco soon akm they were known at the time for developing like a heavy dive style before dive was fully in the meta rogue established themselves as a dive team that would that was doing it long before anybody else was doing it. So they there were players, or I mean, I, I guess I don't want to say much of the Europeans and Americans, but um, it wasn't completely absent in, in non-Korean teams. Whereas now, even if those those players were dominant in dive, and even if dive is the meta, they're just not really anywhere to be seen. It's cool that that some of the players still get burned. Like soon is still able to play. Soon was a huge just tracer only. But to see him like out there competing, playing Widow, I think that stuff's pretty cool. I see him play Junkrat. I'm like, it's just so bizarre how much has changed and has little bit of time. And I and I'm sure everybody who's watched competitive Overwatch has has noticed it. But it's it's absolutely bizarre how much the landscape has changed with regards to Overwatch League. The development has been rapidly accelerating. I mean, these kids weren't playing the way they are now. And they, now they have coaching. They have full strategies. Whereas there were light strategies before, but this is like, you know, everyone's getting together and really breaking it down spreadsheet-wise, analytically. And now you're seeing, like, the results of what Wizards done with NYXL. It's been... NYXL right now is playing nothing fancy. They're running double sniper with old Hanzo. And they don't care. And they're not trying, and they don't give a shit. And honestly, and I'm going to say this now, I'm pretty sure they threw against the Valiant on purpose because they want to play Valiant in the finals. I know. Drop the bucket. Drop the bucket. I feel. I like, mean, yeah. Good. I don't know. Sure. Well, why not? Like Valley. That's a team they think they could beat handedly, easily, and now they just gave by losing to Valiant. If the Valiant performed the way they should, uh, the number one seed. So now Valiant and NYXL are only got to win once to meet in the finals. That's it. And I didn't even consider that, but uh, if if that's possible, if that if that if there's a possibility that that's true, then then sure, I don't I, see why they win. I, I have a feeling Wizard was like, you know, we can beat the shit of these guys, right? They're like, you guys don't think these guys are good? And then they had a team meeting. They're like, who would we want to play in the finals? And they were like, Valiant, because first of all, they don't really have a lot of Koreans. <laughs> Not to say anything, but it's true. <laughs> And then uh, their ta- their overall talent pool of DPS wise isn't really. I mean, that space is a great tank. Agility is soon is very good DPS. Soon is really good, but is he a top five DPS player? Top six DPS player? No, right? No, no. no. <laughs> you, can, you can be honest. It's okay. Well, but, I had to think. I was going down the list. I'm like, who's Twitch five? Uh, yeah, but no. 
No, you, you, I, I, I take Bird Ring. I take Profit. Like all these, uh, all these other players. Like I'd rather, I'd rather not play against. So at that point, we're like, okay, the Valiant. Like they're playing pretty good now, but we could just, you know, we could just give them this one because we don't care. We've come out and said we don't care. We throw the match. We look like we're styling. We bring it to five maps, so it doesn't look like we're totally assholes. And uh, we definitely try in the last point in the last thirty seconds, so we lose. It's okay. It's fine. I think no. I think we just took that L. Because we didn't want to show anything. We, right? should, I don't we think, didn't I don't switch. think there was a strategy like that behind it. We we love running dive into Bridget, whatever her name is, Brigitte, and being like, you know what? It's fine. Brigitte. <laughs> Brigitte. She-torp. Yeah, she um speaking of Bridget to Sheetorp, she has changed the meta in in Grandmasters. I was reading this earlier today. So her pick rate has dropped from ninety five percent to thirty-five percent. And really the threat of her existing stops dive from existing. But now Double Sniper has become the go-to uh, meta, per se. So so you're playing Widow and Hanzo, Zarya Ryan, and then uh, Mercy Zen. That's pretty much what you're running with these days. And du- yeah, I mean, well, is it double, the problem... Is Double Sniper the worst thing you could possibly imagine as a meta? Uh, you know, I don't play a lot of Overwatch, but I was playing competitive Overwatch. I was playing ranked last night, and I picked Widow, somebody picked Hanzo, and nobody said a, nobody said a damn thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> Can you nobody, imagine talking about this nobody, like two months ago? Nobody even questioned it, and we won. Yeah, and uh, they're like, oh, this is meta, yeah. Oh, we're both playing Widow and Hanzo? Yeah, we're good. Like, what? Yeah, a few it's, months ago, the other four players would have rage quit immediately. Yeah. Please switch. Hanzo, please switch. Hanzo, please uh, switch. But, no, I think the reason... So, one is Hanzo puts out crazy damage now. But the other reason why Widow is always going to be played, uh, especially in competitive, is Mercy. Until you fix, not even fix, deal with Mercy being able to just fly back and not care about resing Widow, she's going to be there. That's not going to happen. They're I know, gonna but I'm saying, I'm saying the problem isn't Widow. Like, you can't fix Widow being a strong character. You have to fix her being able to die twice in a team fight. You could, I mean, you could reduce the, the grappling hook again, but I don't want to do that. I think it's fun to watch good Widows, especially fine. I agree, but yeah. again, grappling hook isn't the issue. It's not like she can get away really well. It's when she dies in the Widow Duel, she comes back. That's just not going to change. No, but I'm, it's just, it's. I don't think you'll ever see her disappear. I mean, she's always been meta in the Overwatch League. That's true, well, for like, except like two weeks, where people are like, Mercy's dead, and then, no, she's fine. No, not even Mercy, I'm talking Widow. Oh, yeah, she's never Like, Widow is just, there's this guy named Pine who's like, hey. Well, she's the highest skill character. You want to see what she can do? That's why. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So you could push the limits. So uh, as as Angel was mentioning there, you know, the community now doesn't really care about you picking whoever you pick as long as you're good at it. But if you suck, that's when people get angry these days. It's not really. I don't your think picks that's anymore. true. You're, I don't know about that. You're, as long as you're not picking Torb on attack, like I played today. I was just say, Torb Symmetra. I still, I, I played still today problems. With, I, I, this is a personal story that no one gives a shit about. But during one of my matches today, we ran Orissa, Farah, uh, Mercy, Bridget. Sim and Zen, and we destroyed. <laughs> on defense or offense? Uh, on a control point. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, and it, we're also diamonds, so yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but- it's, it's a much lower threshold than what will get people to rage and comp. Now it's like attack Symmetra, attack Torbjorn. Maybe not having a main healer like running Anna Lucio. It, it, it's it used to be you know like, there used fine. to be this, but like Lucio Zen is like uh, kill me. 
Yeah, yeah, but still, it, it's you got to do a lot worse now to really upset uh, people in comp. I know, I know, everybody, anybody hearing this is going to disagree, and, and comp yeah. is terrible. <laughs> but things, I mean, at least from my like, because I stopped playing Overwatch as a result of the way comp used to go. But now, when I play ranked, and you know, I I, I do, I do so much rare uh, at a much more rare frequency. But when I do, it does there doesn't seem to be as many uh, uh, comp issues. Nice. There's also, I mean, this might not have been true, but I think there was a shadow patch that put players, like, it made it so that people who main healers, you would only have maybe two or three of them on your team instead of having a six stack of Mercies or yeah, like no, a six stack a of Genjis. Dude, I mean, like a rumored I, thing. I have, been, I have been looking in my comp games at what people play the most, and you never see a dominant, like, six stack of healers, six stack of DPS, six stack of tanks. Like, it's a nice mixture now, yeah, which you, might you also know, be helping. You know, I, I don't want to say that's definitely happening, but I always, like, I, I, I flex, so I'm willing to play anything. I kind of wait for people to pick what they're going to pick. So you do um, But if people Same. aren't picking, Same. you know, I, I hit P and I check what they play, and it does always seem to work out. Right. Like, if it, like, if it looks like we're missing two healers and a tank, and I'm like, oh, I want to play a tank, but let me see, what do they play? It'll, it'll be two healers, you know, they, they mean healers, and they were just waiting for the pick, or I don't know, so... I, I can't really comment on whether or not that's true, but I hope so. I do know it used to be really bad, where you'd be like, cool, we have six mercies on our team, no one can aim, let's get stomped. Yeah, that's definitely an issue by itself. That's like an obvious issue, so. Well, let's get back to Overwatch League. Actually, let's get off of Overwatch League for a second, because I, I want to no. <laughs> continually. You know, we come from the fighting game community, which is toxic as hell and awful. Um, yeah, get off there, too. What was that? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> um... Let's. Do you think the fighting game community could benefit from what the Overwatch League has kind of done by having sort of teams that would represent certain states? I think I think fighting games are kind of missing out on the team aspect of things. Or was that just uh, impossible? I, I I would have to I would have to dissect it. I, I don't want to just say no. My 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 gut my gut reaction is to just say no to that. To be like a stubborn uh, fighting game purist and you know act like it's tennis. There's no team representation, and that's not really going to help, and who cares? Mm-hmm. But I, I would have to parse through it, because I could see... I know at the very least when I'm playing fighting games and I'm playing in a team match or you know somebody's running a team tournament, I know there's an element to that that sort of uh, tribesman shit that is very... That, that, that's, you know, it's very more, fun. It, it's very it, fun it's to very watch fun. as a spectator, too, yeah. But representing a state, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, it, I can't... It just feels like teams is the way to go in fighting games, and we're not doing it. Yeah, but fighting games, it doesn't... Uh, fighting games are a, a one-on-one game, naturally. So, like, there's nothing really to be had. There's no synergy uh, between teams That's in correct. fighting games outside of just how character matchups go. That's true. Whereas in, in, in other games, uh, in Overwatch in particular, m- more so than most other games, teamwork is the number one thing you need, you know? That's true. And fighting games are dead, so that's fine. We can get off that. Fighting games are completely dead. We're done with that. They're dead. They're dead. All right. Um, (laughs) I love (laughs) sad. Cody comes out in a month. I'm in there. He comes out when? Uh, In a few weeks. Okay. Capcom's the worst. Yeah. Uh, They're fucking terrible. Uh, And and Blizzard's bad, (laughs) too, but Capcom is fucking awful. I started playing ranked Street Fighter V just to get my rank up because I got deranked from not playing by a lot. Yeah. Just so that I could play Cody against good players because they were teasing him. They announced the trailer, then they announced he was coming out next month. I got got. <laughs> Kekko's fucking terrible. Their schedule yeah, I want to scam, dude. I wanted to cry. You should. Um, yeah, back to now. We'll get back to Overwatch League. So, with the first league uh, year of being so successful, 
I, I mean, how long can Overwatch League really be sustained? I, you know, Counter Strike League of Legends are on like what year four or five? Um, Counter Strike's on year like eighteen. Yeah, but being like <laughs> on a real pro game, it's like five years, right? I mean, maybe Go has been popular for its entire its entire life. Yeah, that's true. I I just I get worried about the longevity of the of the league, and maybe I feel like it's like a five year league, or maybe they like alternate the game or like i don't know what they would do to change it going forward i guess we're yeah, kind of yeah. speculating on the future here you already know my opinion i'm like completely overwhelmed by the success of overwatch league i thought overwatch as a competitive game was dead a year ago once they stopped playing in preparation for overwatch league i didn't think anybody was gonna watch it so i definitely gotta tip my hat to blizzard because it was. I was skeptical, and a lot of other people were as well. If you if you read forums, people were highly critical of the way Blizzard handles their esports scene and uh, sort of that wall that, that that those walls they place around other people trying to play turn uh, trying to run tournaments. That became an issue. That's why I stopped watching because Blizzard wasn't allowing certain organizations to run tournaments anymore. Right. Well, they wanted all of them themselves, and I can't say I blame them because it worked out very well. Uh, yeah, just the fact that it worked out is what like kind of blew me away. Just watching, because you know I don't tune in as often as you guys, but whenever I do, Overwatch League's got at least 100k viewers all the time. We're not, it's, it's yeah. It, there was there are reports that they have uh, at least 300,000 unique viewers per night. I thought when it opened up, okay, at 140k, that'll drop immediately. It'll be like the second week of you know yeah. uh, of a Star Wars movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I thought it the fall off was going to be immense. Just not so long every that movie, single whatever. week, Wednesday through Saturday, it's Overwatch League, 100k viewers. But, but so why? Why did you guys think it was going to drop off? Uh, because just like if you're not a player of the game, it's kind of hard to watch. So like you can always pick up like fighting games, easy to watch. Fortnite, yeah, I get it. Uh, I, I'm dropped in. That person has to survive. He killed a lot of people. That's impressive. Like it's hard to watch Overwatch League, but the production and the way it's been set and the the structure of how they play the games and and like the team aspect and the regional aspect has brought so many new fans and and had them stick around because now it's like watching you know like the Mets on a Tuesday night not that you would do that you'd watch the Yankees but sorry Mets <laughs> fans um I was gonna go into sports random I'm not gonna do that um but that, that that's just like it's become you okay so let me put it, let me rephrase this. There are people that are obsessed with other sports leagues. Like, there are NBA heads who will watch every NBA game. I will watch any Overwatch League game as long as the Shanghai Dragons are not involved. And uh, there's no... You'd, you'd watch it if they were up. If they, if they had two wins at halftime, you'd If they had two in. wins, they would turn up. That would never happen. So, that, I, like, luckily, I don't, I don't have to do that. But now it's becoming more and more popular where people have their own teams that they like to watch. But they also are interested in other teams, which is the most impressive part of the whole thing. I think it's also because well, the advertising for teams has been really, really well done, right? Like the NYXL puts out all these little, you know, player. Well, NYXL um, does it better than everyone else. Like they do, but, but everyone else has taken notice too. You know, every team now is starting to do player profiles and and coaching profiles, and like we're going to eat lunch. Come check it out. Like you know, things that people really like relating to, even if they don't like the game as much, right? They start to like the players, and then they watch the game because they want to see how the players are doing. That they they're fangirling or fanboying over. That's true. Like I, I when I first saw Sabiolbi, I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. And by like the second time, I was like, I'm in love with him. I saw Jonak's shoes and I was in. Oh yeah, we should talk about Jonak because we, you know, that's the best part about Overwatch League. Getting his jersey. Um, Let's go. So today or over the weekend, there was a stat posted. I'm gonna bring it up right now. 
And this is, I don't know if you saw this, Angel, yet, but I'll, I'll tell you. I how Jonax stats okay. affect the well, league average? What if there was no Jonak? There were, if, so if Jonak was taking at, taken totally out of the league, Zens in general would do 14% less damage. They would have 60% less final blows, 13% less offensive assists, and 14% less eliminations, and they would do one more percent of more healing. That's ridiculous. The guy is an absolute stud, and the whole reason the NYXL are so... Not the whole reason, but the, one of the sole reasons he's the NYXL are so dominant. And the fact that if he doesn't win MVP, I, what am I going to do? Tell me to do something, hey, because I'll throw something. Drink a bottle of hot sauce. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so those stats are, are, are saying that if you took him That's out of the, the league... That's the league average. How, yes. Oh, the league average for Zenyatta. Oh, so he's weighing it that much higher just on, on its own? That's correct. So you're not getting a clear picture if you look at the average Zenyatta stats, because... Jonak is completely it by over ten percent in each category. In each category, just him. That's insane. Yes. I, so I will I will dial this back a bit. We have to dial it back a bit so, because the NYSL plays around Jonak, right? They they enable him to be this nutty. I'm I, I'm not saying he's guys, not that much better. Since you guys pay closer attention than I do now, if NYXL did not have Jonak, this is a great question. <laughs> you already know my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are they the most dominant team in the league? Yes, but not by the way they are now. Like, I, I, I don't know. Who's how, their second healer? I, I think. I it's mean, gonna be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, just, well, just call it, call it the average Zenyatta player. Like, if Sleepy was on the team, is what you're saying? It's like another like Zen. Or like, Sleepy, Sleepy is very good Zen man. Well, okay, so like an average. Who's an average Zen yeah. player? Raucous. But. Yeah, but if you're telling yeah, me that he, he's, he's his output on whatever it is, damage healing is is fifteen percent more than the next yes. best player. No, that yeah. he brings the league average up, not that he's fifty percent. Oh, more. he brings the entire. The, oh, so. He's carrying the entire league fifteen percent higher. In damage output, what are those stats? Killing blows. Uh, uh, now, offensive assists, defensive assists. Now, is any other player on the NYXL? Uh, uh, doing something comparable to that, right? So I, I don't so, have a good stat for that, unfortunately. I would yeah. say Ark, Ark on the Mercy. Ark doesn't uh, die. Like, he never dies. He probably puts out the most healing because he doesn't. Well, that's hard to say because that depends on tanks and uh, all. He doesn't put out the most nonsense. healing because you know who else doesn't die? The rest of the team because yeah. they're killing everyone first. So it's it's hard to really quantify that. But the fact that Ark really never dies. I mean, Ark hasn't been playing recently because they're resting him. But I mean, he'll be playing towards the playoffs. I guarantee it. I mean, but the, I guess the base question is, is NYXL as good as they are if they don't have the clearly best support duo in the league? The answer is like, no. They are leaps and bounds above any other support duo. I, taking Jodak out of anywhere is, is you know, that's like, not like, I was going to say like removing LeBron James, but that's ridiculous. You, you, um, you also have to consider the externality. So like, because Jonak is as good as he is, this allows Pine to do more damage on Widow. This allows Saviobi to do more damage on Tracer. I, I well, really so want. I think to it's. Know I think it's the it. other way around. I think it's because when Pine comes in, you're like, you gotta kill that guy. That Jonak's now sitting in the corner, like, hey, you remember me? Like, no, I, okay. I, I no. can see how it could be weighted in one direction or the other. But Jonak has for the some most... reason. I feel like it's gonna be more toward Jonak. I feel like Jonak I think it, would be I think giving other players sh- more room to work with. It's definitely starting to shift that way. I mean, I've noticed like Junkrat tires instead of going for Ark are now going for Jonak. Like they're just like. <laughs> Kill him, well, please. If he, does, if, if he gets all the healing and damage, like that's you should be your number one priority target. 
But they're yeah, going to protect. Are you scared of Ark resing him? Like, no, you're scared. I don't, of, I don't know what the right you're, play you're is. You're not scared to, of that. Yeah. You're scared of Mecco and Mono coming to get you because they're going to protect <laughs> him. Um, and also, Jonak has the most aggressive Zen play in the league, and his positioning is is further up than everyone else too, like by a lot. Because he can get away with it. He gets away with it. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? You going to go at him? He, no, because no. he gets the kills. So it's also some of those also, charge shots. Like, shot, some of the charge shots are just so ridiculous. There was also a stat recently that was like. Um, him in one v ones versus Tracer, he has over a fifty percent win rate. Where no one else is like even close. No, no, I think I think Jayhong is also up there. Or, Jayhong or played Zen for like five sleepy. minutes though. That's insane. There, there was someone else, but for there, it to there, be there higher were... than fifty percent, right? On so a like when you're... in fighting game terms, that matchup is basically eight two. It's like eight two seven three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brutal, and and somehow he like two shots a ton of them. I don't understand. But the team would be strictly uh, would would not be as good. I don't know what the team would do to compensate if Jonak wasn't there. It would be certainly I mean, weird. It would be weird, but I think we'd still be the number one team, just not by this margin. No, because we still have the best trace in the world, arguably the best widow in the world, the best flex player, the best yeah liberal. It was actually who was it? Uh, Jake came out and said for the All Star game, the two DPS should be Libero and Carpe. That should be the DPS duo. Libro is ridiculous. Because he plays every character. Yeah, and Carpe is is maybe the most... You could make a, a case that Libro, uh, Carpe is the best DPS in the league. It's like not Carpe that. is like... Carpe is like if, if you had a lesser version of Pine and a lesser version... Or, you know, of Sabi Obi in no, one player. No, because I, I think Carpe is like more consistent than Pine. That's Pretty what I'm much. saying. Yeah, okay. Alright, same same deal then. <laughs> um... <laughs> Where else? What else? Is there anything else about the league that's really surprised you this year, Angel? Or are we good? Honestly, it's really just the the shift uh, in, in what what teams or what players rather were were super good leading up to Overwatch League and and how it's changed. And I mean, even during Overwatch League, Soul started out as good as they were in Overwatch League, right? I, I believe you guys would know more. Again, you know, my memory's a little fuzzy, but. When NYXL and Soul Dynasty first played each other, wasn't Soul Dynasty the the, the 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 more winning team? Oh yeah, it was when when NYXL beat them, it was like Christmas Day. It was like, yeah, oh my it, god, we beat them! And yeah, now, and, and now and now we sit down and we look at them and just be like, you're we're gonna crush you. <laughs> now I have to look at a at a Soul Dynasty match versus you know the Florida Mayhem, and hasn't Florida beaten them? I think Florida came close. They probably got close. close. Like it's crazy that 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 it it can come close. I mean, even the Shanghai Dragons versus them was Shanghai through the first two maps and then got stopped. Florida lost, but it was two three. It's it's just strange. I want to know what's happening like at the upper levels. I want to know if it's a coaching issue. I want to know if it's communication. For something like that to change so drastically, and it, it seems to continue happening. So Boston Uprising uh, during Stage 3, was it Stage 3 the last one? Yeah, uh, yes. where they went 10-0. Yeah. yeah, they went 10-0, and then, uh, you know, since then, hasn't, hasn't, haven't they fallen off? Or at least they ran out of steam. Like, it's I, because you, Tracer's no good. They, they fell off. I said this, that I thought they weren't real because they are being carried by Tracer play. Yeah, just and... the way it shifts. And, like, you may be able to point to meta, but it doesn't happen with NYXL. No, they and don't that's care. the yeah, no. <laughs> they don't care. It's just so bizarre, and and that's what kind of what I love about watching. Like that's what I love about Overwatch. I think that's also I was gonna I was gonna lend credence to that point earlier when we were talking about uh, spectator and viewership numbers. Mm-hmm. 
because the, the reason it always shocked me is because there was there was just this general antipathy toward Overwatch and people playing it. You would play it, and people would hate themselves, and they'd hate other players, and yada yada. There was always controversy with Blizzard and Jeff Kaplan. So I just thought that antipathy, that that antipathy in general would 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 go into Overwatch viewership numbers, antipathy. and it never did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> that's the only word. That's the only word I could think of. But what I've noticed is that even if, like, even though I don't play as much anymore, I still enjoy watching, and I think that's what a lot of the viewership is doing. I think because it looks like a real sport, and because you could, you know, become a fan of of whatever team represents your state, I I think there's a lot more people who don't play watching than there are in other esports games. Uh, League of Legends has like infinite amount of people that don't play and somehow watch it, which I'll never really understand. That's another question I had. That's a question for another day because that game on its face, you have no idea what's going on. No, I don't. I don't get unless you played a MOBA. Overwatch, you can look at it and you can be like, "All right, there's a white team and there's a green team, and, and they're shooting each other, and they're shooting." Oh, that each guy's other. got a hammer. I get it. <laughs> uh, but but in uh, you know, in League of Legends, like, oh, he bought mask. He's now he's invincible to whatever. Oh my god, I can't believe he went for that kind of boots. Like, I mean, I get mobas. I've played, uh, but it was never great. But probably won't ever play again. But League of Legends is another another animal. So, all right, well, Angel, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Ah, no problem, man. Anytime. Probably see you like a bunch this week. You know, at work. We're, yeah. We work together. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Ed Tusk. Um, <laughs> uh, I almost played Magic the Gathering tonight. What's wrong with me? Anyway, um, we're gonna go follow us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> it's a lock NYXL. Uh, yeah, I know. Sorry. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. We have some guests coming up, by the way, like actual guests, like not Angel. Um, wow! Appreciate you coming wow. on, but like I'm you know definitely what? a fake you know guest. I, yeah, you know I, what? I came on to provide insights because you guys didn't watch <laughs> Apex. And I, I, I promise you, I am not lying. I used to go to bed and watch full. I, I believe you. I used to. I, I, I used to watch Selfless back when DeFran was a competitive Overwatch player. It, like it was great. It was good times. Let me let me make this a real guest, right? So we like you like downplayed who he was. So so oh, Angel, you were you were top <laughs> Marvel player for a while, Marvel. right? You were you were you were up there. Yeah, I was a decent fighting game player. I'm, I'm an actual. Uh, I was actually decent player. at video games. You know, people people <laughs> so know who you were. I have some expertise of playing a video game at a high level and experiencing so, competition. From from a, from a mental standpoint, how do you how do you think you you stay mentally tough? And how do you how do you think these players like if you were these players, how do you think you're transitioning? And how easy is it? What do you do? That sort of thing. Uh, I think it's gonna be player to player because because even in fighting games, some of the some of the really good players were mentally, beyond nervous, mentally weak. We're mentally weak. Yeah, it's bizarre. So I imagine it's the same way. In... I, and I will call anyone out, Christy, but like there was some people <laughs> that like definitely like would freak out or like if you got them on the ropes, despite them being the most talented players, couldn't mentally handle it. Yeah, I, I actually would point to that uh, with regards to players who were once sort of at the top of the game falling off. Again, playing live, uh, you know, playing with certain peripherals or with those lights in front of you. As somebody, like, I remember with with regards to Street Fighter, I did like an esports event, uh, an esports event at Apex. Uh, is it Apex? Sorry. PAX. PAX. PAX in Boston. And just th- there is something about playing in front of a crowd and having lights in front of you that could, you know, screw with your your mentality. So I imagine that's happening. I'll be honest. I play Overwatch 
in the comfort of my own room and my hands get sweaty and I can't even hold them out. So I don't know how the, I'm serious. Sometimes I'm just imagining like, like what if you're playing at the highest level possible and you know, one wrong tracer blink or, or you're, you're getting flanked and you're playing, and you have to be at, at, at peak performance. I just don't understand how these players could even hold their mice. It's, uh, it's, it's nerve wracking. I mean, Jonak has said like his first two or three weeks, he was really nervous. Like, he really didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, but even outside of nerves, like, I'm not nervous in the comfort of my own home. I'm just, my hands get sweaty. Like, the other players. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's why, that's why, um, Sabiobi bring he wipes his, his mouse pads always wet, dude. Always is wet. That, wipe your mouse pads. Yeah, he wets his mouth pads. That's his why after every match, you'll see him, like, blow his hands. He blows his hands, his hands and, and his hands wet, <laughs> and, he, and he pours water on his mouse pad. No joke, you can watch it happen. It's crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh, should we touch so, on that real quick, too? I guess we'll touch on the Sabiobi news. On uh, on him being the best. Oh yeah, no, no, we no. can touch on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So Sabiobi, I, I won't say the word, but he came out and said the R word that for mentally uh, handicapped um, on, on stream, and he came out and said he's very big sorry for saying it. So yeah, who cares? I, I think no one cares. I I really expected you guys sent me this, and I was like, oh man, Sabiobi might get fined or something like that. And he said very big sorry on Twitter. Everyone was like, it's okay, Sabiobi. And then honestly. And saying very big sorry is the best response for anybody. I know. Because <laughs> it's, it, it's layered. If yeah. you're saying very big sorry, you clearly don't understand the implications of the English language. No, you don't. It, he curses <laughs> a lot. Like He does curse like a fucking sailor, and I love it. Um, Roseanne's got to go on Twitter and tweet very big sorry. Very, very big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. She does. Get back those 300,000 jobs or whatever. Um, very big sorry. Very big sorry. But... Uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a big deal, and I went on Twitter, and no one was talking about it. I went. There's on no over- way it's a I, big deal. But it's no, there's other players that say literally, like, say less shit than that. And I went on competitive Overwatch, NYXL Reddit, Overwatch Reddit, and Twitter, and no one was talking about it. And I was what, like, oh, what, no what have cares. you heard less than that that has gotten the punishment? Well, what did XQC say again? What was his exact words? I forget. No, XQC's not a ton of shit. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. See? Like, he's obviously got that stigmatization. But, like, Sabiobi's a cute little angel cupcake. So everyone was like, yeah, no one cares. <laughs> it's, it's his first defense. It's uh, not his first language. I, I'm and not upset. Let's be honest. Retard is like okay, a... Okay, just throwing it out there. <laughs> We're throwing it out there because it's, it's not See, a word that's I like... I was going to say the word, <laughs> but I but I blanked myself out. Okay. It's... It's not a straight bad word. Like there, there it's are. It's definitely inappropriate in 2018. Okay, sure, right, but it's not like it's it's a nuanced bad word. It's not straight up. You yeah, don't say this thing. It's it's definitely up there these days. Um, it's, sure. it's it's one of those things where like we go we don't say that anymore. But I, nah. I I'm just surprised in in the culture we live in that no one made a big deal about it. I didn't mind. I know he doesn't know. I know he knows yeah. what fucking shit means because he says it all the time. <laughs> But I, he constantly is like, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and I love that guy, but I was just surprised. That's all. So no big deal. He will, let's I don't go think, team. I, I don't think he'll be fined or anything. So Let's go team. Yeah, let's go team. Let's do it. Let's go team. Let's go team. Angel, thanks for being a professional guest and one of my favorite people on earth. And uh, Yeah, I, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Wow. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, Angel. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, patroni- the patronizing. I don't care. Uh, Angel, you, 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 were, you were a competitive uh, professional gamer, right? Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah man. Thanks. Yeah, I, you, were, you know what? You were important at one point in your life, right? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> by, by the way, in case you're wondering, this is all we do for like eight hours a day. It's unbelievable. All right. This is also what happens to Overwatch League players that are dropped out of the league. They turn into moons. 
Yeah, you, what do you? Yeah, you go work for a crazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> All That's right. That's what I do. Then we're getting out of here. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. At Tusk. At Tusk. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>